Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. I know that this conversation is going to benefit so many business owners, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Today, we talk with Stephanie Mead, who is a social media manager, and we cover so many things, including questions to ask when you're hiring a social media manager, red flags that might come up in the interview process, potential ideas for test projects for a social media manager, how to keep your new social media manager happy once you hire them, what Stephanie thinks about templated social media posts. And Stephanie even shares her top secret tip for generating ideas for your own content. Now, if you haven't met Stephanie, she's a digital marketing strategist who has many years of experience in the online space, building relationships, learning about the customer and mapping customer journeys. Stephanie believes that marketing should be done with intention. It should create positive feelings in the people you're trying to reach. Because if you market to the correct people with the correct message, there's no need for hard pressure tactics. Stephanie currently works with clients in the areas of social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, Google ads, page management, landing page and website creation, and running your marketing department. Stephanie holds a master's degree in digital audience strategy from Arizona State University, and she's been working in social media since 2013. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of this one. Here's my conversation with Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I would love it if you could share with our audience what you do in the online space. And if you want a little bit about your journey into where you got where you're at now. So I am a digital marketing strategist. I focused heavily on social media, both organic, which is the social media where you're not paying for ads, and then also paid social media for a really long time. I technically got started in 2013. That was my first paying gig when I was a community manager in a mom group. But this is probably really going to date myself. I consider social media like to start for me back when MySpace started. Yes. Um, you know, that was like the first experience a lot of us had, you know, in a certain age bracket with talking to people online and, you know, making the connections with people from all over the world. And I think that kind of stayed with me because I really enjoyed meeting people and talking to people and learning all about them from, you know, all over the place. And I officially started my business, you know, left corporate world and all of that in 2018 as a social media manager. We're so happy you're in this space. So can you tell us more about who you work with and when people usually hire a social media manager? So I primarily work with small businesses. Um, They're usually female owned, but that's not like a criteria that I have. That just so happens to be, you know, who, who come to me quite a bit. There's usually two stages that people come to have social media done because When people start their online business and they realize that social media is a good way to market, they then realize that it's a really overwhelming task to do and it takes a lot of work. So 
it's usually the first thing that they're like, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) So there's like the group that's just started their business, but they're like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And then the second group are those that uh, they're more established in their businesses. Uh, they have been doing their own social media, trying to keep up with it, but they're just like, okay, there's too much going on in my business. I need to have somebody else do it. And then they'll bring in a social media manager. Are you finding that people are coming to you with specific goals in mind? For example, lead generation. So usually the first goal and the, I usually end up telling people that's not a great goal to have is to grow followers. Everybody wants to have a hundred thousand, a million followers on, you know, their social media platforms. If you've ever listened to anybody talk about social media for even a second, they're going to say that having quality followers is more important than having a lot of followers because the quality followers are likely interested in your business, interested in what you're doing, and then they can turn into leads. You know, if you go out and overnight buy yourself a nice shiny batch of 100,000 followers on Instagram, the likelihood of any of those people wanting to be a part of your business is very little. And you know, even worse, you've spent the money on that. And usually Instagram goes through every few months and kind of flushes out those accounts anyway. So you lose that. So the main goal people have is growing followers, but I always like to redirect and say that the main goal with social media should be to build up your brand, build up your presence. And then doing that, it kind of just gets those leads converting naturally. Do you run into that a lot? This is just my own curiosity where people buy followers or have purchased followers. I don't want to say like I have judgment about it. I just don't know. It just never seemed like a great idea to me because sometimes you look at accounts and you see really big follower numbers and they might have like three likes on their post. Is there people out there still giving that advice that that's a good thing or are people just assuming it's a good thing and kind of taking it to their own hands? Do you think? So it's a terrible idea just just to start that out. But there are still people out there giving that advice. Um, there, part of the problem is there's a lot of people that hit up YouTube for social media tips and stuff. And some of those videos that are on YouTube are five or six years old, mm-hmm. but people are still utilizing them for the information. And a lot of them are talking about buying followers, building up your accounts this way. Um, and it's just, it's not a good practice because, you know, like I mentioned, those are not people who are ever going to be interested in what you're doing. Um, some gurus will still say, oh yeah, it's okay. Go buy followers because we don't really, you know, we know they're not going to become leads, but we just want your account to look bigger. The problem is, um, some people do this so they can kind of go down the influencer track, you know, make money. People are going to give you products, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned, if you have a hundred thousand followers and you're getting three likes or a couple comments, people are going to know that that's fake. Or even, you know, if you go into somebody's follower list, you can pretty much pick out the fake accounts that are there. So 
it just, it just not a win for anybody. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I know one of the things I love about being an online business manager is I am just naturally interested in what's going on in people's businesses and the behind the scenes. So can you tell us a little bit about what a day, a week, a month looks like in the life of a social media manager? If I hired someone, I think people are really curious to know what type of time commitment are we meeting monthly and going over content plans? How does the approval process look like? Like what is the time spent doing? So there's a, I think there's a big misconception on how quickly a turnaround time should be for social media stuff. I know a lot of my colleagues and stuff, they'll sign new clients and the new clients are wanting their social media presence and stuff and everything to start within a week. That's just, that's not possible. You know, you want to have the time to kind of develop the content, develop the strategy. So um, most times the whole, I'm going to call it the social media train doesn't even get going for that first 30 days of working with somebody. So you're going to have to have meetings about content because a lot of business owners, even though they say, oh, I have a lot of content that we can use usually they don't. And it's not because they haven't tried to get the content. It's just that certain platforms require certain kinds of content to be successful. So just your run-of-the-mill cell phone pictures that are blurry, with bad lighting, they don't tend to work well anymore. So you have to get the content together, then build the strategy, and you have to have a back and forth once the, the content's created, because a lot of times the business owner is going to want to say, oh, you know, I don't like that, but I like this. So there's some back and forth with that. And then, you know, the social media manager is going to, if you're working on Instagram specifically, they're going to have to go through and get some hashtags to use. They're going to have to figure out what stories they're going to post. You know, we have, when we started social media, you know, just managing and stuff, it was really simple because we had the Instagram feed, we had the Facebook feed, you know, now there's LinkedIn and they just got rid of stories, but they're still LinkedIn over there trying and there's Instagram, but now Instagram's like five things in one, Um, you know, with stories, IGTV, feed posts, live videos, reels, like there's a lot. So when you're wanting all that content created, it just, it takes time. So I would tell business owners to expect at least a three-month commitment to social media before you even really start to see any kind of growth with it. Because the first month is going to be spent putting together the strategy, the content, you know, getting everything in order. And then the next month is going to be having that go out and seeing, okay, this worked. And if it didn't work, then you know, of course you're making some adjustments. So I would always encourage like a three month commitment and just know it's not something where you say, okay, I want to do Instagram. And then tomorrow everything's ready to go. Your account's growing followers and the engagement's amazing. And, and it's perfect. It's, it's like a marathon, you know, you have to kind of get everything set up and then go with it. That makes sense. 
when you talk strategy with clients, are there certain things that you pretty much always do and recommend? Like for example, hashtag research, I would think you'd always do and recommend, but there are things, are there things that, for example, engagement on posted content that is typically recommended or is that extra? And are some accounts based on your strategy sessions really focused on video where some might not be? So within the last month or so, the whole strategy of social media has been changing a lot to the point where I'm actually, after we're done here, I'm going to go into my group and we're going to talk about all of it because there's just so much. The things that I would say are the main focus now for social media would be always having the hashtags. Instagram just said three to five hashtags to use. I'm testing it, but until I see actual concrete proof that that's working, I'm still going to go with the eight to 15 or even the 30, you know, because at the end of the day, the hashtags get people to your content, but the content is still what sells your business or creates those connections. So not crazy worried about the amount of hashtags just yet, but they are important to have there. Um, The other thing that's important is going to be engagement. So you can have the best content in the world on your social media, but if people are commenting and you're not commenting back or you're not going out into the community, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, if you're not going out into the community and creating the engagement with other accounts, you're not going to see growth either because the whole kind of point of the social media platforms is to be social. So we used to call it posting and ghosting. (laughs) So, you know, if you're posting on the account and then not doing anything, you can't really expect any growth, even if you're doing reels all the time. That makes a lot of sense. You brought up TikTok and I wonder when you meet with people, do they typically know at the time that they hire you where they want to focus where their clients are, or do they come to you and say, I'm not really sure what I should be doing and where can you advise me? So it's about 50, 50 on where people want to focus their time. I mean, generally speaking, if somebody came to me and was like, I want to use Instagram and Facebook to connect, that's a pretty good bet. Cause they're, you know, pretty popular things to use. The other part of the time I do have people that come to me and they're like, I have no idea. Like, I don't like social media. I don't want to be on it. I don't care. Like, okay, well, let's talk about who your target market is, who you're trying to reach. What are they interested in? And then, you know, we go through the whole process of identifying those people and then decide, okay, well, it looks like they're going to be on Instagram or, oh, well, you know, maybe Twitter is the place to go for you or TikTok or LinkedIn, you know, will develop the the audience to figure out where to go. Great. So let's circle back to, is there an average amount of time that you would say is required from your clients per month to either review the content, to offer feedback, to participate in any of those meetings? I assume that you're also going over the metrics and the numbers that really matter and revising that strategy monthly or 
you know, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So when somebody's hiring this, what would you recommend that they budget into their schedule to be able to successfully partner with a social media manager? I don't want to give a hard number because it can definitely vary from business to business and how involved each owner wants to be with everything. But, you know, I would say a couple hours a month, you know, you're going to have to devote some time to going in and approving content. And then of course, depending on how much content there is, um, you know, it could take 15 minutes. It could take 45 minutes, depending on how many times you're posting and all that. But yeah, um, usually that process is pretty easy. A lot of social media managers uh, load the content into a Google doc or into a scheduling app. And then you can come in and say, yeah, I like this or no, I don't like this. And then the ones you don't like, the social media manager will go back and change and then you'll have to approve those again. The biggest time consuming part of it really would be the video creation because that's just not something that a social media manager can do for you, especially if you're trying to do reels where you know you are the main subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you just can't have a fill in for that part of it. So I would say devoting at least an hour to two a month, depending on the amount of video content that you want, sitting down, recording that for a month, and then you're good. So it shouldn't be something where every week your social media manager is like, okay, can you please do this video for me? They should have a strategy for you and say, okay, these are the types of things I need you to record, record those, and then you can sit down and do those all at one time. Um, and then at the end of the month, I usually do a report for my clients and they can kind of look through it. And if they have any questions, we can do a meeting, but usually it's laid out in a way where they can see what's happening. And then I recommend the strategy going forward because I do know that hopping on a call all the time for people is a lot, especially when you're trying to run your business. So I try to keep that to a minimum. Yeah, that's really efficient. I bet people really appreciate that. Yeah. I would love it if you could tell us more about the rates of pay for your industry. Obviously, that's going to have a huge range depending on lots of things, but I would love to know starting if somebody just wanted, like you mentioned that first type of client who's starting out and they're realizing that they don't love social media or that they need some help with that content and they just want to dip their toes in the water. What would the starting price be for those types of clients? So within social media management, especially in the freelance world of it, the pricing is so just crazy from one country to another. So I'll kind of just speak to like US pricing, but I would say that you should expect to start out at $500. That is most new social media managers. That's like a bare minimum package. This is actually something that I'm going to talk with my group about today because just the way everything's changing in social media and the need for more video and editing and stuff like that. Um, the pricing is going to have to change because we were all going off of like standard packages of like posting three times a week and this and this. And it's just, that's not 
going to work for growth and success of accounts anymore. There's going to have to be a lot more that goes into it. But I would say if you can find a social media manager that's starting out, if you're starting out in your business and you're okay with them kind of learning as they go, you could find somebody for, I'd say, 500 would probably be the average cost. You might find some people a little bit lower, a little bit higher. If you're looking for an experienced social media manager who, you know, understands figuring out your audience, you know, developing your strategy, all of that. And then also depending on the other work that's going to go in. So if they're doing video editing, they're creating your content, they're doing all of this can be starting at between $1,500 up to $2,000 a month. So, Mm -hmm. but that's, you're going to get a lot of experience with that person. They're going to know, you know, when you hear like all this stuff that pops up on social media and everybody's running to the newest trend because somebody told them to do it. So with an experienced social media manager, they're going to understand the trends and whether or not that's something that you need to focus on or if it's something that you can kind of just steer clear of and keep going on the path that you're on. Makes sense. When people are hiring, do you have tips on how they could find the right fit for their business or and questions they might want to ask a social media manager to make sure that they have an understanding of what needs to be done or are up on current strategy? So if you're looking to hire a social media manager, I would first figure out what they're going to offer. That's like the biggest disconnect I've seen between social media managers and business owners is they hire somebody thinking, you know, they found this great person that's going to do all their social media for 200 bucks a month. And then they find out that that person was actually really only going to schedule posts or they never intended on doing engagement or hashtags or anything. So really ask the questions, you know, what's included in the package. And I would say before you even start interviewing anybody, write down what you want. Do you want to be able to respond to the people on the account? Are you interested in, you know, having a larger part in the content creation? Write all that stuff down, write down what you're looking for, and then just ask those things. Never assume that something is coming as part of a package because I've found that when that happens, that's usually when people start getting frustrated and disappointed on both ends um, and it just causes problems. So I would always ask what's included in the packages. Is there going to be engagement? Is that something that's going to be an additional cost? Because some social media managers, that is an additional cost because that's additional time that they're doing. I would also ask, and I'm going to back up for a minute. I would also not be concerned with asking, can you grow my account by a thousand followers a month? That Mm -hmm. question gets asked a lot. And as we talked about, like that isn't something we're super concerned about, you know, find out how much you're going to be getting for posting. Are we posting three times a day? Is it three times a week? Are you going to be getting help with reels? Is that part of the package? Are you going to be focusing on stories? 
And then, you know, a lot of people will ask for client social medias. They'll come to me and they'll say, well, I want to work with you. Can I see some client accounts that you've done? And a lot of social media managers won't show you that because we do have um, NDAs because some of our clients don't want the world knowing that they're not doing their social media because, you know, that could really affect a brand if somebody's coming there thinking that they're interacting with like the celebrity and really they're <laughs> interacting with their social media manager, you know, that, mm-hmm. that hurts them. So don't be concerned with all of those things. I would find out, you know, maybe ask them what's the most successful thing that they've done with an account or what is the newest trend in social media? You know, what would they do if this happened? Those kind of things. Just um, because I have seen a lot of really great social media managers lose out on clients because the clients were too focused on viewing previous client work. They were too focused on the social media manager getting them a thousand followers in a month. So they went another direction when the social media manager they were talking to was really excellent and could have really helped them. Yeah. There's so much to unpack there. I know from my side, when I look at costs in a business, I really like to see where those costs are bringing a return on the investment. And so a lot of times what that means is I want to see that there is engagement, like click through with the sites, like for Pinterest, I want to see that those pins are getting traffic to the website and then look and see how, if, and if they're converting. And so for social media, how I've looked at it with clients is what's our goal, right? Because not everybody's goal might be to get more clients. It could be to sell a certain product or to have eyes or to have opt-in downloads, things like that. But I really like to look at those numbers. Do you have a thought about if those are really what you would recommend that clients be focused on or are there things that aren't included in that? So I would say that those are things that they could be focused on. You can, let's just say we're talking about Instagram, you know, you can, they've increased their analytics so much just over the last couple of years, you can see how many profile views you're getting. So that's when people have looked at your content and they're like, okay, well, this is, this is cool. And they go to your profile to look for more. You can see if you have your email there or your shop there, you can see when they're clicking to go there. So that's something to kind of focus on. You know, if people are saving or sharing your content, that's that's another good one. People get really hung up in the likes and comments part of engaging, which is good. You know, that shows back and forth among a community of people that you've built up. But I think that, you know, people clicking on your links, you know, going to the intended places that you wanted them to go. I think that that's more important than them liking your post. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree with that for sure. I would love to go back a little bit and just really dig into, I know you said, a lot of times there's NDAs, there's agreements in place. So social media managers can't share a lot of what they're currently doing. And I assume that probably means statistics too and case study type work. But 
how would somebody then know, like if somebody's working very successfully as a social media manager, how would I, as a client, potential client coming to them, know that this is somebody really good who knows their stuff without having those pieces of information? So I think that social media managers, and I've done this, is you can put together case studies. Um, you don't have to name the business. You can still use it as examples, you know, using the data that you've collected. And I just let people know that I have changed the name of the mm-hmm. business because you know, I didn't want to share that part of it. Or um, sometimes with clients that are past clients, you know, we're not working together anymore. I've talked to them and said, hey, is it okay if I share? Like, for example, some people really want to know if you can create really good graphics and what that kind of content looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say, okay, can I share some of this stuff in my portfolio? I'm not going to be like sending it out to the entire world. It's just going to go to like potential clients. And usually they're okay with that. You know, you kind of have to know the client and know, are they going to be like, oh yeah, that's okay. Or um, please don't do that. Don't just do it. And then, you know, like six months later, they find out that you're (laughs) sharing all their stuff with people and they're like, hey, wait a minute. For sure. I would love to hear about your opinion on if there is a role in the hiring process for paid test projects. I know you mentioned sort of the minimum requirement that you would recommend would be three months Mm -hmm. of a retainer or a contract. Is there ever a place for somebody to say, I would really feel better coming into this relationship if you created in exchange for payment, three posts with graphics or Mm -hmm hashtag research, something like that. So they can have something tangible. Yeah, absolutely. In that certain situation, you would definitely want to make sure that they understood that this is not really going to have a reflection on their account in terms of like growth or traffic or anything like that. But it's a great way for the business owner to see how the social media manager does their design work. You know, is that going to fit with their brand? Do they understand how to bring that brand into their their design? Because there are people that do struggle with with that. You know, they'll become a social media manager, but they don't like doing the design work, but they still haven't been able to outsource that. So, you know, that's a big question that a lot of the businesses have is like, can you look at my brand and can you make the stuff look good? So I think it's totally appropriate to do, you know, a little mini project or something like that that's paid just to see, do you work well together? Are they able to create the kind of content that you hoped for? Are they able to kind of take that brand voice and run with it? You know, those kind of things. I know a lot of social media managers, when they're starting out, they will actually take some clients on at a lower per month price just so they can kind of get a feel for each other. And then knowing that that price would increase um, mm-hmm. if they decided to continue working together. That makes sense. Are there any red flags that you would tell people hiring? If you run across a social media manager, I'm wondering if you, if you've experienced this, but if you ran into a social media manager based on what you've shared, who said, I can grow your followers by a thousand in a month, that could potentially be a red flag because you can't, 
how would they be able to unilaterally guarantee a result in someone's account? Because everybody's content is going to be different. Their demographics, all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, those would definitely be some red flags. Basically, if anybody promises you the sun, the moon, and the stars, run the other way. Um, We could sit here all day long as social media managers and say, uh, I promise you a thousand followers a month. I promise you that those thousand followers will turn into, you know, 50% of them will turn into leads and, you know, 50% of those leads will buy your product. We could say that stuff all day long, but at the end of the day, the social media is just kind of a vehicle to get those people to your product or service or your business. What happens once they get there is out of a social media manager's hand. So they can't really guarantee how many leads would convert. So if they're telling you these things, it's probably not the truth, especially since they haven't worked with your business. Now, if you've been working together in a role as a social media manager, say like you've done six months together and they're starting to see, okay, our social media is bringing in this much traffic and this much traffic is converting, then they can start telling you, okay, we can probably project that in the next few months, this is what it's going to look like. But if you're talking to a social media manager that has never worked within your business and they start promising you all these things, I would question that. I know one of the big things that social media managers will do is they'll say, and a lot of people fall for this. They'll say, we promise you a thousand new followers that are real followers in a month. And then the pricing, they'll be like, and it's only $150 for the month. And that's just like the biggest red flag you could ever have. Um, Is it possible to gain a thousand new followers in a month? It is. The kind of engagement and different things that would go into that is well beyond the scope of $150 a month for work. Um, So that's, that's a huge red flag. The follower numbers, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. I, I love that, that you shared that. And I'm sure people have run into it or if they haven't, they will when they're hiring for this position. Now let's move on and say we've hired our amazing social media manager and we're super excited. How can we show up and be really kick-ass clients? We want to keep our social media manager happy and we want to have anybody that works with us be really loving the team that they're on. So how can we as clients really make our social media manager happy? So I can tell you the biggest way to make them unhappy is to when they're asking you for different types of content. And so if they said, hey, can you get some behind the scenes pictures for me? Or can you do this or that? And then you don't. That's the biggest way to make them unhappy. The things that your social media manager are going to want of you is to just be present. You know, if they need some images from you and hopefully your social media manager isn't saying, hey, I need some behind the scenes um, images of you today because I'm going to post them tomorrow like that. Hopefully they're not doing that. Um, (laughs) It shouldn't be like that. I know a lot of businesses, some of the 
the business owners still like to have their hands in the social media. And one of the biggest gripes that the social media managers then have is they're messing up my aesthetics. They're they're posting something that totally isn't part of the strategy. So I would say that have faith in your your um, social media manager that they do have a plan. Hopefully you've asked that and they do have a plan before you hire them. But have faith that they have a plan and that they have your best interests at heart, you know, because if they're not good at social media, then they're not good at their business. And most of us love our business. So, right. <laughs> but just kind of be there. If they want you to be really present and you don't want to, let them know that. Just say, you know, I don't want any part in creating behind the scenes pictures. I don't want any part in giving you any content. Like you create that. You tell them that and they're going to be like, okay, they know not to rely on you to try to get that content. And then I think one of the other things is to just, just trust them. But also if you're seeing something that just doesn't fit with your brand or your business, speak up, say something, don't wait until like the end of the month or the end of your contract and completely ghost them because you didn't like that they posted this on a Tuesday or they did this. Talk to them, say, hey, you know, I didn't, that wasn't something that I liked. Can we not do that? Can we change that? Because generally they're going to be like, yeah, that's, let's, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. And if you are, let's say more of a free spirit going in and you know that once somebody's helping you grow your account on a regular basis and you want to pop in with different things, if you have that conversation, they could either give you advice about what that could look like, or they just are prepared (laughs) that things are going to pop up and knowing that ahead of time and not surprising people, because then when you don't communicate, I'm sure the social media managers could be thinking, am I not doing a good job? Do they feel like they have to supplement what I'm doing? And then if the, you know, the, the business owner could probably feel like, why are they annoyed with me? I'm helping out. Like I'm, I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) Yes. That's actually exactly what happens is usually we'll come across a client that they want to be involved, but they didn't say so, you know, they made it feel like, you know, they just wanted nothing to do with it. And then, so the social media manager, they'll get everything scheduled. Everything will start going out and it looks amazing. And then, you know, about a week or two in, the client starts posting things again. And then the social media, I've had people come to me and talk to me about this. They start feeling like, well, am I not like, are my posts not good enough? Like, is something going wrong? And, you know, then I've also had friends that do that (laughs) and they're like, why is my social media manager mad at me? And I'm like, because (laughs) clearly you guys haven't talked about this and it's okay if the business owner wants to post I'm the social media managers. We're usually very happy to say, Hey, that's great. Cause that's less that I'm going to have to create. Let's build that into the strategy. You know, I know a lot of pretty successful business owners that actually do still post right alongside with their social media manager and they've worked it out. So you can't even tell the difference of who's posting. 
So you've shared a little bit about your Facebook group, and I wonder if the Facebook group is really geared to support people that are social media managers. It sounds like you do a lot of education there. Is this also a group that you would want business owners to potentially join to meet and learn about, to meet social media managers and learn more about the world of social media? Yeah. Um, My group is actually just kind of a mixture of both. I originally started it out because I did want to educate and train social media managers. And I actually have a course that does that. It's not available right now because I'm reworking it and trying to get it all updated with everything that's happened with social media. But the group, it's kind of, it's like a mixture of both. We have some social media managers in there, social media strategists. And then we have business owners that have come because they are not quite ready to hand it off to a social media manager, but they want to know all the things going on within the social media world. And we'll have that group linked in the show notes, but can you tell us what the name of it is and how we would find it? So it's on Facebook and it's called the Social Media Society. My face is on the the banner and yeah, it's, you can go to my website and I have a link there it's pretty easy to find. That's great. And I imagine if you're part of that group, then when you do relaunch the course with the updates, then that group will be notified of it so that people who are interested could find it there. Yes. Yes. In the course, it's, it does cover some things that social media managers would want to know specific to them, but I think it's good for business owners in general, just even if they don't really want to manage their social media so they can kind of know what's going on when they have a social media manager. Yes. I often think about when I first started in this space and I think probably the first couple of months I thought, I'll be a Pinterest manager. This sounds great. So I took a course, I learned all about it. And I've been really grateful for that experience because I still get updates and I actually still check out the course on a, if not quarterly, like a biannually basis, because for building systems for Pinterest and hiring for Pinterest for my clients, It really helps me know what questions to ask, what is really important, how to hone in on if somebody knows their stuff. It's not a requirement, but it's definitely great to have an understanding of the area that you're hiring for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would recommend that any business owner, and I know this takes some time away from your business, but just if you can at least learn some of the bare minimum of social media stuff then that's going to help you in the hiring process of a social media manager, because it will give you, like you said, it will help you with some questions to ask. You'll be able to kind of tell if what they're saying is what you've recognized in other people saying, or if what they're saying is like, wow, this seems a little off. Right. And you'll also hopefully be able to manage your expectations because Mm -hmm. if you know, there is, you know, a, an amount of growth that's possible, but maybe that's either not the most important thing or, you know, what you could be asking for is way out of scope of what your budget is, for example, then you can go in with some expectations that are appropriate for the hiring circumstance that you're in. Right. And, you know, I've talked to other social media managers and one of the things that they come across quite often is some businesses will say, well, I'm only asking you to post 12 posts a month. That can't be, why are you charging me X, Y, Z? That should only be this. And the reality is it's, you're not just getting those 12 posts. You're getting 
you know, all of the experience that that social media manager brings. You're getting, you know, that time back that you're not having to do that. So just kind of knowing that, you know, having the understanding of what goes into social media and how intensive it actually is for the social media managers, you know, you'll, the business owners can learn that through some of the videos that they can watch and trainings and stuff. Definitely. And I think you have a training, don't you, on your website that talks about how somebody could figure out what hashtags are appropriate for their business? Yeah, I do. Um, I actually have, it's like a two-part thing. I have the free version, which is hashtag research, which is everybody's wanting to do that. Like they, how do I do hashtag research? And then if you decide to go a step further, there's an entire, it's like a mini training with hashtag research strategy, just like the whole bundle of what a hashtag is and how to use it. I love it. And what, how do people find that other than the show notes here? (laughs) So you can go to my website and if you go under resources, you're, you'll see it there. Um, It's just called hashtag training. I love it. And is there anything else you would love to share today as we've been talking about hiring at social media managers that you would give the advice or want people to know who are hiring for this position? So I would say, make sure you're ready for a social media manager. Um, I know social media can be frustrating for business owners. It's a lot of work. And I think one of the, the biggest issues that I've seen with businesses when they try to outsource social media is they are not financially in a place to do that yet. They don't want to deal with social media, so they instantly hire out for that, uh, not knowing that this is going to be like a long-term thing. They expect that in that first month, they're going to see all these changes and it's going to be amazing. And then once that doesn't happen, they get frustrated because they're barely scraping by in their business and they're putting out this money for a social media manager And it causes a lot of frustration with the business owner and the social media manager. So I would just make sure that you're at a place in your business where you can financially afford the social media manager and that you're not reliant on the social media manager and their skills to be bringing you in that income right away. Because like we talked about, you know, it takes, it can take up to three months to get something running and really working and functioning well. So if you're like, I'm barely scraping by, but I'm going to throw this money out for a social media manager, hoping that in the next month, that's going to double your income or something, and then you can pay them and you'll be okay. That's usually not the case. So definitely make sure that it's financially within your business budget before you even set out to do it. I totally agree. I think one of the things that people hit the wall on first in my experience is that frustration over social media. But in reality, sometimes if you hire a different position first, like a virtual assistant, get some tasks off your plate, and then you're able to have more sales calls. You're able to find more leads. And then that directly will generate income in your business. Sometimes that from a strategy point of view makes more sense. And then looking at where in your plan that social media comes in, because I think it's definitely 
an important piece, but I do agree that I see people trying to hire for it way sooner than in my opinion, I think they should. Yeah. In the years that I've been doing that, that's the biggest thing that I've seen um, is just hiring too soon before it's ready. Like you mentioned, you could find a virtual assistant that could help out with some of those tasks. Now, your virtual assistant may not be the person that's going to give you a strategy for social media. You shouldn't expect that of them, but they could certainly help you with scheduling your posts and things like that. If you were not going to have your virtual assistant help you in that area, you could still save some time for yourself by doing things like batch creating your content and scheduling that to go out and just kind of streamlining your social media process so that it's not overwhelming. Because what I found is for business owners, when social media is overwhelming, they won't do it. They'll be present for, you know, three months and then they will fall off social media for six months and they'll come back and they just, it's a back and forth and they can't figure out why social media isn't working for them. And then of course, those are the people that are going to go around and say, well, social media doesn't work for marketing. And it really isn't the case. It's the overwhelm that caused them to, you know, not show up and all of that. So just streamlining things. If you can't hire a social media manager, just make life simple for yourself. I love that advice. I know for myself, I'm definitely an introverted personality. And so I would not enjoy creating content on a super regular basis during the month. And so I batch everything once a month and then have somebody come in and schedule those posts for me. So that part of it is just beautiful. It happens magically behind the scenes, but I know that I'm going to spend a couple hours once a month, just creating Mm -hmm. those posts, getting them written. And then I feel really great that something's going out. And there's some months that I might have a ton of things to say and might have a lot of posts to go out in some months. I know that I just need to show up, but it might be less. And knowing for my own self, that as long as I'm consistent showing up, I'm okay with the frequency sometimes adjusting just depending on what's happening in life and you know this crazy time we're living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's a good thing. You know, you're just you don't feel the overwhelm because I think you probably know what I'm talking about. I think a lot of the businesses do when you get to that overwhelm point with your social media and you're just like, Oh, I can't social media managers get there too. Trust me. So the ease of just having it go out and having it already there, it like, it kind of just takes a weight off your shoulders. You know, even if it's just to like hold your place there (laughs) until you hire a social media manager down the road, or it's just kind of, it's just there for now. It, it works. I, a question occurred to me while you were talking, I wonder in that vein, what advice you would give to people about some of the templated social media services that they can purchase that are like that in between. I can't hire somebody to do it. I have none of my own ideas. <laughs> <laughs> or I just don't know. I haven't found my voice yet. I don't know exactly what types of things I want to say. And some of the services, they have an offer that proposes to fill that gap. Do you recommend that at all? Or do you tell people totally steer clear? So I think that if we're talking about people that aren't ready for a social media manager, and they're just trying to keep their head above water on social media for their business, I think that those templates are fine. 
What I don't completely like is the calendars that go with them saying, like, post this post on Tuesday. And then everybody that has that template, or they're all posting that same thing on Tuesday. So if you do use those templates, kind of go a little wild and maybe post them on the different days then that are recommended. And um, I, I don't see any problem in that because, you know, you're still posting things. If you feel like making them your own a little bit, maybe, maybe you have the templates and you're inspired by them. So you change them up just a little bit. That's great. Another little tip, and this is going to be like your little insider secret, is Pinterest is fantastic for finding ideas of what to post on social media. Mm. You could literally type, let's say you are a fitness business, social media ideas for fitness businesses. And Pinterest is going to bring up a ton of ideas for you. They're going to bring up talking points. They're going to bring up anything you could possibly think of for social media. And you can pull some of those ideas and make them your own. So you don't have to sit and stare at your screen wondering, like, what should I post on social media? Like, I don't know. Go to Pinterest. Like, go there, see what's happening under your industry and find things that you like and do that. Why is Pinterest so magical? (laughs) It is. It's amazing, right? It is. Well, I cannot thank you enough. I feel like people are really going to come away with this episode, not only with some tips, but some really good resources, ideas, and red flags for when they are ready to hire that social media manager. I would say across the types of online businesses that I work with, at some point, everybody will bring on a social media manager. So I know this information will help so many people. Yeah. I think that to do business in the online space, I mean, I'm going to even expand that as a brick and mortar businesses too. Yes. Um, Everybody needs to have a social media manager and potentially even a social media team. Usually your social media manager will have a little team that they can do, but all businesses are going to need to have social media managers, you know, not only to take away that frustration that business owners have with always having to be on social media, but because it is such a a great form of marketing, you know, you just, you need to have the managers there. So Stephanie, would you tell us your website? And so we can come hang out with you there. And then also where is the best place to connect with you in social media online? So my website is stephaniemeadcreative.com and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all at Stephanie Mead Creative. I'm usually um, in Facebook groups. I love them kind of, I guess, probably because that's where I got my start, but uh, I do hang out on Instagram as well. So, and I'm happy to make new friends. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Just popping in with a quick reminder before you go, if you're looking to make your first or your next hire in your business, I think you'll love my free daydream to dream team starter kit. You can find it at julietraining.com backslash starter kit. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.